Hello to all my wonderful listeners today. This is going to be a wonderful day because God has a word for you. And I feel such a anointing ready to be released upon this message I have today. Today I want to talk to you about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible say about him? Uh, What do we know about him? We're going to get into that in just a minute. And I think this is a vital subject that we need to be fully trained on concerning what the Word of God says about the person of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit who is such an active part of our faith. He is um, the one who lives inside of every believer, but most Christians don't know who he is. The Holy Spirit is probably the least known member of the Godhead. There's a sad lack of knowledge about him, even within the church. Even in the church, most believers do not have the biblical knowledge about the Holy Spirit. Who is he? What does the Bible say about him? There's several reasons why this should not be so. So listen carefully as as we go through the Word of God concerning the person of the Holy Spirit. The first reason why we should know who the Holy Spirit is, is the Holy Spirit is God. He is God. As the third member of the Godhead, He is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. Therefore, it is fitting that equal reverence, listen here, equal reverence, respect, and honor should be ascribed to the Holy Spirit. We should never treat Him as some inferior person. We should know as much about the Holy Spirit as we do about the other two members of the Divine Trinity. The first reason why we should know about Him is because He is equal to God the Father and God the Son. The Holy Spirit is not only a person. Listen. He is a divine being. The Holy Spirit is God. And I'm going to show this to you in Acts chapter 5. So in Acts chapter 5, I'm going to read a few verses here. And I'm going to read verse 3 and 4. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land to yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. You see, in in the early church, there was a practice that started happening where uh, people who believed in Jesus would, who got converted, would would sell their property and lay the money at the apostles' feet so that it would be distributed equally throughout the body of Christ, and that the needs of the poor would be met. And a man named Ananias and Sapphira tried to keep back por- a portion of their money, and this was an important part in the early church to establish the apostleship of Peter and the the, the the early leadership 
and to also establish that the Holy Spirit who Jesus sent was God and is God. And if you read, look again in verse chapter 3, Peter said to Ananias, Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 4, he says at the end, you have not lied to men, but to God. Peter says here, the Holy Spirit is God. He, Ananias lied to the Spirit, therefore he lied to God. The Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit possesses the characteristics that God alone possesses. Hebrews 9.14 tells us he has an eternal nature. Hebrews 9.14, I'm going to go there real quick. You see, it's important we know uh, who the Holy Spirit is and, and, and have the scripture to back it up. Because if we don't have the scripture to back up what we believe, what we believe is empty. And if we can't find scripture, then we can't believe it because, because God won't back it. But Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the eternal spirit. Only God has an eternal nature. God the Father has an eternal nature. God the Son has an eternal nature. And God the Holy Spirit has an eternal nature. Number two, he possesses the characteristics that God alone has because he's omnipresent. That's Psalm 139, 7-10. And if you read that, David talks about the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit. He says, where can I flee from your spirit? He's asking a question. If I go to the depths, you're there. If I go to the other uttermost part of the earth, you're there. Everywhere I go, your spirit is there. Therefore, God's characteristics that only God has are ascribed to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has an eternal nature. The Holy Spirit is capable of being everywhere at one time. He's omnipresent. And the Holy Spirit knows all things. That's 1 Corinthians 2. 10 and 11. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He knows everything. There's nothing hidden from him. That's what the Bible teaches. And these these three characteristics, eternal nature, omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, only God ca carries these characteristics. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god the holy spirit is eternal the holy spirit is omnipresent the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at one time. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He knows all things. And number four, the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. Luke 135 says, The power of the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, Mary, and the power of the highest shall come upon you. He has the power to do anything. He is all-powerful. So why is it important for us to know about the Holy Spirit? It's important because He is God. Most people 
in the church, especially, I mean, people outside of the church, it really doesn't matter if they know or not, but the people in the church, they know about God the Father. They know about God the Son. But they have no knowledge about the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we just discovered just in a few minutes that the Holy Spirit possesses such characteristics. He is God. He is all-powerful. He is eternal. He is all-knowing. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Think about this. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, dwells inside of your spirit. You are the temple of God. Your spirit is the house of the Holy Spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit have merged into irreversible oneness. And you need to know who is it who lives inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit. And, and it's God Almighty. Think about how powerful that is, that thought, that reality, that the all-powerful one lives inside of you, that the all-knowing one lives inside of you, that the eternal one lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit, who can be at all places, at all times, lives inside of you. Praise God. That is worth shouting over. Thank you, Jesus. Not only that, he is associated with the Father and the Son on equal status. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, when you baptize people, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's an equality to the Godhead given to him. This gives you the, 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 the beauty of his nature. And the Bible has much to say about the Holy Spirit. With the exception of second and and the second and third epistles of John, every book in the New Testament contains references to the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And he is the Holy Spirit is essentially active in God's plan of redemption. John 16, 8, Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. John 3, 5, and 6, True children of God are born of the Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, God's plan of redemption cannot be fulfilled because it's the Holy Spirit who convicts the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. He's the one who tells us, you're a sinner. Jesus died for your sin on the cross. Come to Jesus. When the word of God is preached, when I as an evangelist minister to people, when I preach the word, when I share the gospel, when I do one-on-one -on -one evangelism or mass evangelism, it, it's not my power that's bringing people to Christ. It's the power and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He, Him and I partner together to bring people to Jesus. When I preach, he convicts. When I, when I preach Christ, he testifies of Christ. He melts the heart. He, his anointing does the work. And then when people want to accept Jesus, when, when I ask people, do you want to receive Jesus? There was today I was with somebody, a young man, a young 20-year-old uh, guy. I gave him the gospel, and his heart began to melt. It was the Holy Spirit doing that work around him. I speak, he backs my words. Then I asked him, do you want to receive Christ into your heart? He said, yes. Well, guess what? It's the Holy Spirit who, who, who enters him, who brings Jesus and him into contact. So the Holy Spirit is essential and active in God's plan of salvation. 
Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your Holy Spirit to us. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us partner with you. We give you praise, Lord. Lord, I thank you right now in the middle of this podcast. I take time to give you worship for you are the third member of the Trinity, equal to God the Father, equal to God the Son. Use us, empower us to bring people to Jesus. Help us know your nature and personality in Jesus' name. Also, the Holy Spirit is a person. Remember that. Many Christians seem to feel that the Holy Spirit is merely an impersonal power or influence, like he's a force or a power. They treat the Holy Spirit as though he were electricity or some form of power, which they can switch on and off at will. No, no, no. He's not an he's not a form of power. He's not an influence. He has power. He carries influence. This concept is far from the truth. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person who possesses great authority and power. But he's much more than the power which he possesses. He is imminently worthy of respect an honor that we reserve for Almighty God. Honor the Holy Spirit. Reverence the Holy Spirit. Give Him the praise that's due to Him. And the personal pronoun is used for Him over and over in Scripture. Listen to the words of our Master Jesus. Listen to the words of our Savior, of our beloved Jesus, when He spoke of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 6, He said that He, the Holy Spirit, may abide with you forever. The personal pronoun. He's a person. Jesus honored him as a person. You must honor him as a person. You must recognize him as a person. Recognize him as the one who is with you and in you. Right now, John 14, 17. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. John 15, 26. He shall testify of me. John 16, 13, and 14. Howbeit, when He, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify Me. Do you see how many times that Jesus in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, uses the personal pronoun to identify the Spirit of God. He's not just a power. He's not just an influence. He's not just a force of electricity. He is a person. He has a personality. He carries the characteristics of God. He possesses the basic characteristics of a personality. Not only is he of the nature of God, he has the characteristics of a personality. Number one, he has intellect. He has the ability to think and to reason. Number two, he has sensitivity, the ability to feel things. Number three, he has a will and the capacity of choice and decision. And 
here are some expressions of his personality. A mere power or influence would not be capable of feeling those things which the Holy Spirit is said to feel. If he were just a force or electricity or a person or some power, he wouldn't be capable of feeling. He feels. He, he, the Bible says in Ephesians 4.30, Grieve not. We're ex we are exhorted not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve. How do you grieve a power? How do you grieve electricity? How do you grieve a force? You can't, but you can grieve a person. Holy Spirit, may we never grieve you, Lord. We're sorry for all the times we've grieved you, Holy Spirit. Help us to honor and respect and worship your presence. For you are equal to God the Father and Son. And Ananias and Sapphira, when I read in Acts 5, they lied against the Holy Spirit. You can't lie. A power can't be grieved. You can't grieve or vex electricity. Neither can you lie to it or tempt it. An impersonal power is incapable of such feelings. But a person can be grieved and vexed and lied to and tempted. Notice some expressions of his personality. There's expressions of his personality attributed to the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is this is rich teaching right now. We need to recognize this on a daily basis. Every day when you wake up, recognize the Holy Spirit recognize the Lord Jesus. And you know, the Holy Spirit comes to us. He's, Jesus said he'll not glorify me. Uh, he'll glorify me, not himself. He'll testify of me, not himself. When he comes, and he's with us now, he reveals Jesus. He brings us the feelings of Jesus. He brings us the thoughts of Jesus. He brings us the emotions and the will and the intellect and the power and the personality of Jesus. He has laid aside his own will for the will of Christ. Just like when Jesus came to earth, he said, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of the Father. He said, I, didn't, I don't speak a word unless the Father, unless I hear the Father say it. Jesus has his own personality, his own will, his own intellect as the Son of God, as the Word of God, as an eternal, uh, as the eternal creator, the second member of the Trinity. But when Jesus was on earth, he humbled himself, his will, his intellect, his words. He submitted them to the Father. Also, now the Holy Spirit comes and he's submitted to the Son. He will only speak what the Son speaks. He will only reveal what the Son wants revealed. He will only touch us with what the Son is feeling and what the Son, the Lord Jesus, wants to reveal. This is what the Holy Spirit's doing, but by Himself, the Holy Spirit has a personality. He can feel. Ephesians 4.30, grieve not the Holy Spirit. He can comfort. Acts 9.31, they walked in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.6, says that we can be spiritually minded. He can think. Acts 13.2 says he can speak. So he can feel, he can comfort, he can think, he can speak. Acts 13.2 talked about the Holy Spirit said, separate to me 
he speaks to the church. He can pray. John 14, 26, or I'm sorry, Romans 8, 26. It's the Spirit who makes intercession. So the Holy Spirit feels, comforts, thinks, speaks, prays, teaches. He exercises his own will. He can forbid, Acts 16, 6. He can work miracles, Acts 19, 6. So these are the expressions of personality attributed to the Holy Spirit. So he's got the nature of God. He's got personality. He's got the characteristics of a personality. And he's got the expressions of personality. He is not impersonal. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Worship the Holy Spirit. Connect with the Holy Spirit. Because in doing so, you'll know Jesus. And in knowing Jesus, you know the Father. See, the divine trinity all works together. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit work in union. So all these all these are expressions of his personality, which I just said, that he feels, he thinks, he prays, he teaches, he works miracles. Beautiful things in Scripture. And I didn't have time to go through all that, but, but you can look it up. But all these are expressions of his personality, which an impersonal power does not have. An impersonal power does not have these expressions of personality. One of the reasons many regard him as merely a power or force is because of certain names which are ascribed to him in the scriptures to symbolize his ministry. He is called wind, rain, oil, fire, clothing, all symbols of various ministries he performs, but he is much greater than any or all of the ministries he performs. This is powerful. And this is the age of the Holy Spirit. He is the other comforter who, Je who has taken the place of Jesus on earth. This present period of history is the time of the latter rain. That's what Zechariah 10.1 says. We are in that time of the latter rain. We are living in the age of the Holy Spirit. So we need to know who He is. Because without Him, we don't know our Master, Jesus. We don't know the richness of the cross. We don't know the power that raised Him from the dead. We don't have the power to bring others to salvation. We must know the Holy Spirit. We must walk with the Holy Spirit. We must live with the Holy Spirit, with the consciousness of, of Him. Because when we know Him, we know Jesus. Jesus. When we see him, we see Jesus. The Father said, if you, Jesus said, if you saw me, if you see me, you've seen the Father. He told his disciples that. If you see me, you see the Father. And the Holy Spirit says also, I believe he says, if you see me, you see the Son. We have to see the Holy Spirit in order to see the image the likeness, the glory, the personality of Jesus, the nature of Jesus, the, 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 the very fruit of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is the nature of Jesus. Everything the Holy Spirit does magnifies our Lord. So every day you wake up now, I want you, and before you go to sleep, I want you to recognize the presence of Jesus revealed in the Holy Spirit and to know that he is not, your God is not an impersonal, detached 
power or force or some spirit being who doesn't care. He is a person with a personality. He has feelings. He has plans. He has a will. But he's waiting for your cooperation and surrender. Well, I hope this teaching blessed you today, this podcast teaching. I'll be bringing much more to you in the coming days and weeks and months. I pray that this teaching will bless you and and did bless you. I pray that you'd share it with others and uh, listen to it over and over and write down the scriptures, study for yourself and show yourself approved. Study the word of God. And remember, if it's not in the Bible, don't base your faith on it. But if it's in the scriptures, stake your life on it. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. This is Danny Gilliana signing off. Bye-bye.